Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Rolling start, so. Right. so so we're live now. So you can just you oh, can just fantastic. talk talk whatever. So um, everybody, it's episode uh, one eleven of Realty Talk. Not Realty Talk. Ooh, ooh, sorry, Gail and Trump Lee show. Realty Talk is <laughs> I was later like, I today. Talk with realty, I don't know. Real estate, a ton, ta- but it seems like the market's booming right now. It is, but I don't. I so I write down on my list as you can see RT and and I've, I did all of them RT, which makes zero sense. But if you go back in time when I was actually paying attention and knew what I was doing, it was yeah. I like distinguish the two. So it is the Galen Trombley Show, episode one one one, with Danielle Howard Ross back again. And I told her the second time's more fun because the first time we do all the background, which I like learning about. But usually the guests just say like I like they just don't want to talk about it. Cause like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, no, you can talk about it. Like, give us the stories. Like some people just rip right through. I'm like, give me kind of your background, how you got here, and then it's like. 15 seconds. I'm like, okay, so that's all you did in like 30 years. All I did the first years. 41 years of my life took 15 seconds. That's it. It was a very good wrap up. So, um, so Danielle, how are you How are you doing in 2020? Because it's a little different. It was almost a year ago that you came on. Yeah, it was right before COVID hit, I think. Was it? Yeah. Because I can never tell, but this year's blown by. So when I bring people on, I'm like, yeah, you were on like a couple months ago. And then I'm like, no, it was like 11 months well, ago. We've pretty much been in lockdown for the last nine months. So. so this is actually the first time you've been out. This is like... Yeah, com- I've not left my house. This is it. Like first time ever. Right from the podcast, home, Maybe back not. in. Um, so w- what is what is like 2020 like for you right now? Like how are you navigating it? Are you positive? Are you negative? Are you like... I would say I'm really positive. Um, I think it was a big adjustment. Uh, I'm a very social person, so and I'm a hugger. So that's been the hardest part for me is like when I came in today, I didn't get to give you a hug. Like I try to be respectful of it. Um, so that's a little bit weird for me. But um, the fun thing has been a little bit though, just slowing down. Like this time of year, usually, you know, it's holiday party after this, after that. And we've not had those things. And we've gotten a little more creative with things that we've done and like tried to like just do more house projects. So that's been a good thing if I can find the silver lining and you know are you a handy person oh no no I'm not handy and I'm not crafty okay no but like I've done a lot of purging and organizing and uh cleaning out closets and that kind of thing how's your so we talked about this on Realty Talk not Galen Trombley with Ellie like we we talked about organizing but how do you organize two things I want to learn from you how do you organize just life hat like house stuff and my other thing, we're more deeper. Is how do you how do you organize like your emails? Are you big? Like, do you get a lot of emails? Oh, yeah, I have a ton of emails. Okay, so go go like house stuff first, life stuff like so, organization. How do you keep track of everything? The bar is almost so low with me, you trip over. Okay, so I would say in my life, <laughs> I'm a wrong is person to ask. Organized chaos. Um, actually, yes. the other day somebody referred to something, and I was talking about I clean my junk drawers. Am I cleaning them? I actually literally just took out the drawers and just dumped it, and it was so wasteful because um, I could kind of hear some loose change clanking around in there and some other things. But I just otherwise, I'd have the tendency to want to save it. Like I might use this, I might need this, and then once I get in these things i'll start making piles of like okay that chain should go here and these markers should go here and these pens should go here and it just goes on and on and then i've got 
everything that was in the junk drawer in 19 piles. And then I'm overwhelmed and then um, the doorbell rings or my cell phone text beeps go off and I just get sidetracked. And then those 19 piles sit on the counter and then I sweep them all back in the drawer. So I just figured I could just dump it. Is this house and or office? This is house. Okay. No, that's fine. Maybe I'm a not judging. The office. No judge um, zone here. I'm yeah. Just- so the other day I was talking about cleaning my junk drawers. I was out to brunch with some friends and they're like, um, your whole life is like a junk drawer. And I was like, I know. It's just like a lot of random stuff all over the place. So um, that's why my, like I said, my disclaimer is the bar is really low when it comes to me organizing. But it's more of purging is what I like to so do. So how often do you do this? Um, I don't know, a couple of times a year, like when I get overwhelmed change of seasons i mean you've got little ones so like changing over their closets of like getting uh-huh. rid of the size of the clothes and you know moving everything out and it's just were you the one that told me that you make the kids get rid of gifts prior to christmas yes we do that every I'm, year i'm stealing that because i'm stealing that yeah. just as you I, I don't have to go into it but yeah um so the organization from an email how do you organize your emails do you have it are you one so i'm not a folder person um, okay, this is going all. down. This is going to give me anxiety, I think. Yeah, but I'm, keep- I'm not a folder person. Um, I have gotten so much better. I mean, at one point, and I don't even want to look at my phone right now. I think if I looked at like it, like how many unread messages do you have, and how many fo- unread messages, and how many are how many things are in your inbox right now? So if we looked at my cell phone right now, and you looked at my text messages of the unread text messages. Oh my god! Yeah, you're about to have a heart oh, attack. Oh my god. No- a hundred and nine, hundred and nine unread text messages, but they're not really unread. And then wait, my, wait, say it again. How do you mean they're not unread? Well, so you know, like you can, when you get these notifications, like from Target, like my Target pickup order is ready. Like I can see it. I don't need to click. Oh, on but it you haven't actually opened. The, so I just haven't opened it all the way. So one hundred and nine. How many of those are group messages? There's a lot of group messages. So there's soccer. There's dance. There's you know. All so the that could be like thirty in that one. And I don't know, you know, obviously for the schools right now with all this remote learning, I mean, from Parent Square, I probably get, you know, Peru School is probably my top fan. If I if I was like measuring my inbox by fans, like they would be my top fan because they must message me at least 25 times a day um, wow. about the school backpack program and the lunch menu and, you know, don't forget about this holiday party and fill out your COVID screening. And so a lot of those messages, they come through us texts as well. So I just, I don't clear them per so, se. So when you... So 109, how many, and I don't, I don't know your, your business or life, but like how many of those are something where you should be like, I probably should respond to that. So if it's something I respond to, I'm very good at responding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will respond to them. And then what'll happen generally is I'll screenshot something, um, something funny to like send to my friends. And then they will be like, somebody will shoot it back, like circling with a red circle, like, how is it that you have 109 text messages? Clear that. And I'll be like, oh, so then I'll spend like 15 minutes and I'll just go through and delete all the ones. So I'll be back to zero and then it slowly climbs again. I, I get anxiety when I see notifications. Yeah. I One of the things that's the most difficult for me is I don't I don't like clutter. I'm not I'm not like OCD about anything. Like some people would be like, oh my God, your shelves are like, I like to be organized. Like if you look on the shelves, everything's yep. like the notepads are, are stacked in order. Mm-hmm. I don't like just throwing stuff on because that just looks sloppy. Yeah. It's not necessarily that it's like, from a OCD standpoint, it's more of an organization and I, I'm one that if you seem like if I can act organized in little things, then it translates to bigger things in life. Sure. So I'm kind of I like doing like little small things. So my my email right now has two emails in it total. And I am a folder guy and I ha- I took someone's hack of again, Mike Foote. He had a talk about a Sunday folder. Sure. 
So basically you just dump everything into what you know you're not going to do during the week, but you kind of, you can't just delete it. And you're like, it's not really going in a folder, but it's almost a to do that is shrunk it down because if I can open up my phone and there's nothing on there, no red, nothing like I don't want it. It happens. Um, like I'll look down probably at the end of this and I'll probably have like anywhere from five to 10 text messages and you go through them, but it's, it gives me anxiety if there's a lot, mm-hmm. especially if it's like unread. Cause I have a, so 109 is a little bit That's high the most you? I've ever seen. <laughs> Danielle, that is the most I've seen by... Usually <laughs> when someone gets past 10, I'm like, dude, you got to respond to those. And right. if you're in like the 20... I was in one yesterday, it was 30. But 25 was a group message. So then I went yeah. down and probably had eight other texts. But 109, yeah, that's a new bar. That's almost as many episodes as I've done. 111. See, I'm on 111. If I could just get two messages You will. By the end of here, this, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll, we'll I be a bump. That'll be our, our metric at the end of this, how many texts you have. Um... And the, so the email too, how many emails do you have in your phone right now in your inbox and then also unread? Okay. So my work emails are a different beast than my Gmail account. Okay. So my Gmail, if I were to look at that, and this is, this is not going to bode well with you. It's not going to GT. I mean, it's, um, we're looking Cause, at, I mean, I have two out of all my emails cause I, I'm just neurotic about Nick works through my emails too, but I'm like neurotic about cleaning stuff up. Yeah. We, we probably just shouldn't talk numbers. Like, is it is it in four, the four digits? It has to be. If you're at 109 texts. 12,000. Oh, my God. Do you know that's your inbox? Of Gmail. Um, yeah, I just don't delete those things. But if you look at my important, there's only 99 things in the important. So you do flag them to I do make- flag them. So the Gmail, the problem is you sign up for so many things. And a lot of times, even when I'm doing work yeah. things, I'll just want to ask for something because I just don't... I can't have the clutter in my work email. Um, so I'll put in, you know, Howard at gmail.com just to get through you know a gatekeeper of something so i can get some downloads or something or a lot of times when i'm just looking at um industry stuff or work then i'll just put in that because i just don't want my inbox being bombarded with it now my work email is a different beast um that i'm more like you and i'm a big purger with that because i used to be the person that would save it because i might have to look back at it i might have to look back at it um what happened at placo is every time somebody's left the organization we've started to have their emails forwarded um so you know, now I've been there eight plus years and, you know, there's a dozen people who have left that their emails are all getting sent to me. And over time, these people's names end up on these lists and I'm getting things in triplicate and, you know, it's just insane. So you had to almost go and unsubscribe them from all these emails? And I feel like the unsubscribe does not work so well. Um, have you ever looked at, un- I think it's called unroll.org or .com? No. And it goes through and it basically like... You can go through all the, like I'll say like, this is where you're getting emails from. Go through and just click and it will unroll you from every single thing that it gets sent. So I get one email a day that is considered unroll. So that what happens, I can click on it and I can see all the emails within that, but I can also just sit there and click it off and it might delete 30 emails because it's just stuff I don't, like you said, it's coupons, it's stuff that like somehow got added to a mailing list when I bought something like two Christmases ago. And and I'm sure it's the same even with your business that when you've got your email address out there and it's on business cards and it's on your website that, you know, there's poachers that go around and that's what they do. And they're just just grabbing all of these, um, as I'm hitting that, making some noise here, (laughs) they're just grabbing all these emails and adding you to lists. And then the funny thing is then it's like the next day I get like emails from somebody trying to sell me the same list that my name is on um, a lot of times for like industry contacts. So my email for work, I've gotten so much better of if I'm reading on my phone and less, you know, I'll flag it if it's something that requires the next day at work. Um, but I really try to go through, delete it. I don't, I don't use a lot of folders because I just really try to take care of it quickly. Like 
when you do, if something's going to take two minutes or less, just do it then. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it is outside of work and you have other things to do, because otherwise it just takes more churn. And I hate the churn of coming into work and seeing suddenly like, ah, I've got all these emails. And you know, when I get up in the morning and go to work out and I look at my phone and I'll see that there's stuff that came in overnight, either from like overseas clients or spam stuff. I just go through quickly, delete the spam. And that way, when I come in at my desk, there's not 20 things. It's just like the two things that I need to. I, I've never been the person that when they say don't check your email till like noon, I'm like, I can't like yeah. emails. The first thing I check in the morning, I just look at because like you, what's the what's the crap I can just kind of get rid of, get yeah. rid of. And then I also am aware of anything that came in that might be a problem, but I don't I got to get better at it. But my sleep schedule right now. I would say is very common amongst the common person. It's like 11 to six or, you know, like and I think with a newborn on the way that should stay with that, right? 11 to uh, six. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It might actually go 12 to five. We'll see. We'll see how much that gets condensed. But, um, like I was going to bed early and then I'd wake up early. So like I would miss text messages at, or emails and texts right. at night, but that hasn't 2020 has put me into a, into a funk of, of my sleep schedule is not great. I'm not a, I'm not one where I don't have a, hard sleep and I don't have a hard wake up every morning. So it's kind of like, eh, what's going on tomorrow? And then I kind of play, I, I reverse engineer it back. Can I stay up a little later tonight? Yeah. Or I got to go to bed cause I wake up at like five in the morning. So, um, that's been, a, that's been a problem. Um, are you speaking just kind of going into Christmas? Cause this is kind of planning. Are you a planner? Like, do you think things out plan ahead of time? So when the time's near, you're like, I got it. Or do you just want you procrastinate, procrastinate, and then all of a sudden you're just scrambling? So I hate the scramble. Okay. I really hate the scramble. And like I said, it's organized chaos, but I know exactly who we need to buy for. I do all of the shopping for it. So whether it's for the kids, the in-laws, my parents, my sisters, my nieces and nephews. Um, and then I am a list writer. So I like to write mm-hmm. a lot of lists. And I do not like electronic lists. Um, occasionally I'll use my phone for things, but I'm a pen and paper person because I love that satisfaction of just crossing it off. And I do a lot of like quadrant type things. So it'll be like, okay, my family, his family, our kids, um, you know, gifts from, you know, things. And I just like to write them all down, you know, the mailman, the teacher, and then I write down ideas next to it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. You know, we can do this. I I have a list like that. And it's, I I don't buy it for a lot of people because Gina's very good at it, but I do buy, um, I would say family because in our house, it's like I kind of, I I take care of half of my family and Gina takes care of the other half and then she takes care of all her family because she's a better shopper than me. I'm one where I'll start bringing up ideas and then it's like trying to find stuff for her and the kids, which she buys most of the stuff for the kids, but I still like to get a couple surprises that she doesn't know about and then I'll just put them under the tree and then the kids will get them and she didn't realize I got them. So, and I actually, and I'm one of those people too that yesterday I was pumped my Christmas outfit came in. Which, I can only imagine. Which um, I'm kind of disappointed there aren't parties because I would have worn this to every single party, and it could bode well. It's kind of like a, it's not really an ugly sweater, but it, it could it could it could blend into that. Um, but I can't you know I can't show it. And the other thing is not many people will see it, so I'm hoping there's not a lot of photos because then I can reuse it next yep. year. And, and people will be, be like, surprised. That's great. Well, I had a fin fantastic outfit for the uh chamber irish breakfast of the year i remember i saw pictures of it oh wait no this year you had a different one this year because you were wearing all green no as a leprechaun yeah no that was adam crossley no i remember i had a green i had our green logo and i just wore a suit coat over it but i Mm. or sports coat i i've never actually dressed up for it but i don't 
Did I have an event where I dressed up? I feel like it was at one of the chamber ones. Uh, I saw you dressed in something. I dressed up as the uh, for the chamber dinner last year, but that was kind of like a theme. Yeah, that was like a Roaring Twenty theme. But I haven't. I had a good. I had a good accessory that I was going to wear that day, and I couldn't wear it. And nobody knows. I, there's like three people in the world that know what this piece is, and I'm. We may not have it again this year, so it no, might, no, not kind of wood. We're not gonna, gonna have I, it. I would love to. St. Patrick's it, Day has to happen. Yeah, I, that's a that's a that's a is that. No, Kenna has the party. That's yes. I was going to say, I'm like, is it your party? I mean, no, Kenna's at the party. It's one of our favorite days. We start early and end later Late. than we want to. But. <laughs> so you don't end early. Um, it, where, where did the St. Patrick's Day come from? I should ask Kenna this because every year I hear about it from her and Mark. But. So years ago, we actually started when my husband and I uh, had our house, first house on Court Street. Um and not a lot of our friends had houses. We just started doing breakfast because we were young. We had this big for St. Patrick's Day on St. Patrick's Day, and then we're like, "Oh, we have, like well, the bars are open. We may as well go over to Bobby's. We may as well go to the Fourth Ward." And then it just started. And then it was kind of you know, with my husband and her husband at the time wasn't even in law enforcement yet. He was still working at um, I think it was Sarovsky or Mary. He, he might have been at Narek at that point. I don't know. He was like a computer programmer then. So. With law enforcement, it always happened that they had the days off. It was shift work, so there was nothing to do during the day. So I don't think I worked a St. Patrick's Day since I was 17 years old. There's not been one that I've worked. That's um, awesome. I've always taken the day off, and it's just been a really fun time for our friends. And then it just kind of grew and grew. And then we did it one year um, when we lived in Cliffhaven, um, but it just was too far. It was kind of hard to um, – when we lived on Court Street, it was convenient. We could kind of very easily get to the places yeah, we yeah. wanted to go. When we um, lived in Cliffhaven, we did it there and did a Bloody Mary breakfast. It just didn't really – it had gotten larger, and it was harder to get people from there down to the bars, and then everybody's cars were there. Um, so then Ken and Mark took it over, and it's been probably 10 or 12 years now that they've been having it at their house, and it's – Really gotten pretty insane, like with food trucks and tents and heaters. I've and- never been, but I, I will run into them somehow through like the months leading up. And it's always like, yeah, come in, stop in. And I think oh, it's yeah, just like no, an open invite to everybody in Plattsburgh. I mean, I think the one year that Lamelli's was there with their food truck, there was probably, <laughs> I had to ask that guy if he could take a picture and he had to like stand on top of something on top of something. And it was like, he had to keep getting higher because he just couldn't get everybody in. I bet you there was a hundred people in that photo. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, are you, no, how, yeah, Howard's Irish, no? I think anybody can be on Irish. On St. Patrick's Day, okay. Yeah, everybody's Irish. I didn't know if you had like a, an actual um, connection to the Irish or it was more of just like, we just like to drink. Like I just like, there's anytime I have a chance to day drink and I feel like that time of year is like when you just get the happiest. Like what? in the fall at 50 degrees, I'm like, oh, it's freezing, a, it's warm cold. Warm St. Patrick's Day is the best. But like even when it's like 40 or 50 and the sun is out, it yeah. just seems so much warmer and it just kind of gives you hope that spring well, is coming. Well, the spring, yeah, I was going to say, because you, you feel the warmth in the air. Yeah. Like, in the fall, you feel the, like the coldness coming. And you just it's know like, what's oh. coming, like yeah. six week, six months of hibernation. I was going to say, 40 or 50 in the spring is like probably 60 in the fall. Yeah. Like it's very like common. And um, so... Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, I kind of take it light. I don't really take it. depends. If it's during the week, I don't really mm-hmm. take it off. But it's kind of one where I have to see. Right now with the kids being young, it's a little more difficult. But mm-hmm. I probably would still like sneak away and have like probably go get lunch somewhere and just start drinking. Like do a, like a mini like work day day drink and then just yep. go home around four. Uh, but day drinking, I mean, you, you've had years of this. But day drinking to me is one of the greatest things that 
and I liked it as a kid. I liked it, but as a kid, you want to go out at night and you want to do that. But like now, I'm like, if you can give me give me a drink at like late, I'm I'm, I'm I wait till like late morning. I'm not like an eight a.m. nine a.m. guy. Like I just I like my coffee, drink my coffee. But then it's like then up until the point where you can like pass out at eight nine o'clock and still sleep all. You can sleep eight hours and feel yeah totally feel great. Amazing. It is it is one of the greatest life hacks in the world. And for parents, it is like the only yeah the only way. Depending, I don't know if you have kids at a certain age, you probably could get up, but I can't get up. I'm terrible. Yeah, no, I'm just you feel it the next day more and more. If I yeah, if I if I tie one on and like the next day, I can't have any responsibilities if I'm to do that. But day drinking, you can. You can evening yeah. like an evening wedding or something. It's like oh it's, no, yeah, weddings. You, I don't. Weddings I think are people tough should now. start getting married at like 10 a.m. Then everybody would be happier now. That'd be great. I mean, it really condense their getting ready time. But what what's the earliest wedding you've ever been to? Daytime. Like before noon? Have you ever been to one before noon? Because all the ones I've been to um, have been afternoons or evening. You know, we went to one where um, it was just my husband and I, and we only had our oldest daughter at the time. Um, we stood for a couple who was getting married, and it was, um, they did it at the art gallery at the college. Um, oh, Blastrick? Yep. Was it Myers? Um, no, or, it's not called Myers. Well, it was in Myers Fine Art Building, but it's called something else. It's gallery. like that little garden thing with the yeah. glass. Yeah. Um, so we did that. That was like a. It was morning. It was before lunchtime, but it was just a just of the peace ceremony. We mm. brought cake and some champagne in there, and there was something going on that day. Um, I don't remember what it was, but like why we had to do it earlier. But it's it's it's. Uh, I haven't really gotten to an early one. I've done a late one where they they get married at like five in the evening, and then it's like by the time you get done and like get to. I think we went to Westside after, and you got there like seven. You ate at like yeah. eight eight thirty, and it was kind of weird, but it was kind of fun having a late because it felt like a party all night. Right. And then I went to one wedding. Went to a Long Island wedding, and everybody says Long Island weddings are crazy, and I've only been to one, and I can vouch one hundred percent that it's it, crazy. It was the most blown out, blow up wedding I've ever seen, and the appetizers before the meal, I you thought was thought was the dinner. So I like showed up, and I'm like. Is this is this like a buffet or is it dinner? Because like there's a lot of food there and had like cigar lounge and I was like this I'm like this is I'm in heaven and uh, no no you ate that and then like you went into the dance floor and they just like served courses throughout the night so you would eat you would have like um, your appetizer then you would which was great you mingled had a drink and then it was like you go dance for probably like 20 minutes to a half hour then you come back and they bring the first course and do repeat and they were serving I think they were serving dessert and like coffee at like 10 at night. So and I was like, it was fun. We went to a wedding like that. It was in uh, Lake George. Actually, Ken and I went, and it was the same thing that we got there, and we went into this. They kind of shuffle you through. There's like the champagne fountains that are coming through the ice sculptures, and I'm just like, ooh, we're like from Plattsburgh. Like, we're not used to this kind of treatment, you know? So we go into this room, and there's just all these stations up, and I think it's great, and we're just fixing plates and having fun, and I'm stuffed, and it's, you know, 5 o'clock, and we're like, oh. And then they shuffle us into this, like, grand ballroom, and I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. So I just thought that's where the dancing was. And the same thing happened. White gloves are coming out and they're serving you, you know, pieces of meat and all these things. And I was like, who can eat all of this? We just ate for like two hours in this room. So I know. it was, uh, it was kind of fun, but I, I love weddings like that when I'm not paying for them. Yeah, I'm like, I'll I be a guest, imagine. but this is not my kind. Like, it's fun to be a, the, the thing I remember at our wedding. So we got married. We got married down in Florida, but it was like a smaller ceremony. Yeah. And that was fun because it was just like a lo- very low key and nothing crazy. Then we had like a big blowout thing up here. And the problem is when it's your own wedding, I didn't go on the dance floor once on my wedding because like there's 150 so people. And like, well, yeah, like you literally like 
you can't walk more than like trying to go to the bathroom is a 45 minute excursion because you're talking to people as you're walking through. And, and again, I love it. I'm so I'm social. I like to see people, but it got to the point where I don't even know if I saw Gina after we like got done kind of eating. It was like, you had to do some photos and stuff and like, Oh, come to the photo booth to do something or whatever. And it's like, you go to do it real quick. And then it, you never saw him the rest of the night. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of like left and you came back. I'm like, well, this was, did you have fun at your own party? And it was, it was, a uh, had I done it, Again, but you had to feel obligated because you had to invite family, you got to invite yep. like everybody, and and uh, I it would have been f- smaller groups or I think I I'm taking this quote I heard is that larger parties sometimes can be more intimate with friends versus smaller parties because if you have a hundred and two hundred people there, you can hang out with two or three people and you don't feel like out of place. But right. if you have seven, eight, ten people, it feels like you got to talk to twenty people at once. You know what I mean? Right. So the wedding thing was tough. But if I went to a wedding where I didn't know many people and it was like me and like four friends, those are the best weddings because you right? just have your own group and you're just chilling. And like it just just feels like you're going out on like out for a night, which is again different. But have you speaking of, of champagne? What we talk about champagne like fountains? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? I don't know if this is really a good segue, but the there's a place up in Canada that you can go that is basically an ice hotel. Um, have yeah. you ever seen this? So in uh, Quebec City. Have you done it? No. I don't know why. It, like, it sounds like you something you would do. I know. I went one time to the Sagamore, actually, in Bolton Landing. They have, like, they set up an ice bar, um, and they do, like, a winter weekend, which mm-hmm. is really neat. I went to that. It's been years now. Um, but that was really fun. And then um, another time, actually, when we were in Vegas, we went to an ice bar and did that sort of thing uh, where they'd give you, like, fur parkas when you came in, and, like, everything was served. The, your glass was actually, like, a frozen ball of ice where the drink was in the center. Um, it was crazy and you had to wear gloves the whole time because it was freezing and then every time they pour your drinks they'd pour it through the ice fountains and it was kind of neat but I mean you really paid for it and then we were just kind of laughing like this is what we would do like in a fishing shanty yet we just paid like $150 to come to this in Vegas um, and it was like 90 degrees in July when we were there in Vegas but we're like in this oh. ice bar wearing like fur coats so that, that that's there's a, yeah I was gonna say there's a couple things in life I think you just do to say you experience them yeah and it's the stuff that you because we had just talked before we got on that like there's only so many like surprises or things that you find as an adult like really really fun and i think that's one of them and like doing like a nice like just something outlandish that you don't expect and the other thing i find is that as you get older get older the less planned you have the better where it's just yes. the spontaneous um, the, the most fun, let's check it out. Let's just go in this restaurant or this bar. Or... Yeah. Cause your expectations are here and yeah. everything, anything above terrible is acceptable. Yeah. And I love it. Or the other problem is like, say you plan a vacation and you think about it and you have all the itinerary and then you go on the vacation and it's, you build it so much up in your head that by the time it happens, you're like, it was, it was fun. Like I enjoyed it, but if you have nothing going on and if, if you were to, I had this happen one time, buddy's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I don't know, got it finishing up this and going like, I got tickets to go to the Habs game. You want to come up? And it was like, I'm yes. like me and three guys. I'm like, yes, yes 100%. Of Said, let me move like three things and I'm going to go. And needless to say, we got back late, early in the morning, I should say, not late right. in the morning, early in the morning. And uh, blast, like so much fun. But like, if you would have told me at two o'clock in the afternoon that you're going to go watch the Habs play and then just Or like, three weeks before and you were trying to juggle everything and get the kids situated and all these things. It would have been a mess. Like, oh, well, this was pre-kids you know. too. So oh, it okay. made it a little more, yeah, a little more like easy to say yes. Um, I think it was actually before Gina too. It was like easy to say like I had nothing going on. I was like, I don't know, go home, grab food, yeah, chill. Let me throw a few things in a bag. Let's go. 
Yeah. And, and oh, yeah, we... Actually, no, at that age, you didn't even throw anything in a bag. You just no, threw I, it out then. I made sure yeah. I had shoes on my feet and my wallet, and I was, I was like, ready to go. And that was even before. That was back when I used to shut my phone off going to Canada. Oh, of course, because you'd come out and it'd be $90 later. I can remember sometimes do, getting a text message. I was like, you've exceeded $50 in charges. Do, do you... I'm trying to think now. I think I have unlimited in Canada, but I always like going to Canada because I shut my phone off for like a day mm-hmm. and nobody bothered me. I'm great. I'll leave it in the car. Don't even have to touch it. And then I show up and go past the border and then it just lights up like a Christmas tree. And I'm like, there's that's when my phone would look like your phone, but but I'd be okay with that because it's a couple of days, you know, and then you just kind of fil- filter through. I think the most text, we got to go back to the text thing. The most <laughs> text I think I've ever had on my phone was like 70. So 70 or 80. Do you actually delete all the threads? Or I've never deleted a th- if you've texted, not you, but I'm saying if someone has texted me since 2012 when I got my first iPhone, I have yeah, never well. deleted a text message. I can go back to 2012 and see text messages. So like my husband is like that. And like he doesn't understand sometimes. But um, I kept running into like on my old iPhone before I told you it crashed. Like I'd go take a picture and it was like, oh, I have to delete like. Storage space. A bu- I was out of storage space. And then I started like getting more st- storage space and getting more iCloud. And it was just like never enough. But I had. 10,000 pictures on my phone and then all of the the memes and like the graphics that you send back and forth and like I think once I got portrait mode on my last phone it takes things at such high resolution and what would happen would be it's saved on my phone as that but then if I text it in like eight different messages because I'd send it to like grandma and grandpa I'd send it to my sisters so now the same photo is taking up like six times the amount of space because you're putting in all these messages so I have to like go through and like oh delete 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 It'll be like review large attachments and like the videos of the kids. What's your gigabytes on your phone? So I just switched to, um, on this one, I think 120 something. Yeah. 124 maybe, 128, whatever. So it must be 128, right? Because it's 32, I, I 64, think, 128. I think so because I have 256 on mine. But the problem, yeah. so I bought one for me because I'm like neurotic. Like I just don't want to spend the time. I just don't want to ever see that. Like I, it's yeah. not that I couldn't delete stuff. I'm like, I don't even know where to look. I said, just, just let me just take a gazillion photos and right. documents and my computer. Like if you, if you talk about like a, like my computer that I have, it's compared to the other models is fine. But as soon as I went to a one terabyte hard drive, which is a ton of storage, I don't even know what one terabyte is in regulation to gigabytes, but it like, I should never have any problem on my, right. my so I can like download anything. I can have photos. I can have music. I can have video. I can edit video. And it just like zips right through. But again, the idea is for me, it's saving time of having my old my, not phone. My computer had like 128 gigs and I couldn't even download a PDF file. Oh. Because yeah, then it was like, rough. you're over. And I'm like, uh, delete the like 10 things I downloaded and past week. And empty then, or, rec- or deleted bin. And yeah, I used to have a, I used to have a f- document or a page web page saved on my phone or on my uh, computer, how to clear memory space. That was just my go-to. Cause I'd go through like a 15 step program to just go yeah. and it would maybe free up like 20 gigabytes. And then that would, the next month I'd have to redo it. Cause it was just downloads and it was like photos and there's ways that you can, delete the photos that you took that were blurry that nobody uses like because you take yeah. you might take a bunch and like crap that came out bad or bursts all yep. the bursts all of a sudden you have like 30 photos and you're like i just need one so, those- so I, I try to be more mindful of it now and like once i take the 15 of the kids at soccer then i'll delete it or the other thing is like when i take a bunch of you know this is 
you're always parenting somebody else's kid. So you have like somebody with you for a carpool and the mom can't come to the game. So I'll make sure I get like four pictures of that kid or a video of them. And then as soon as I send it to the mom, it's like, all right, delete it, take it off my phone. Because otherwise that's how, like I said, I had 10,000 pictures and videos and I think it's it a, just was a I think, lot. I think it's a mom thing too. Cause Gina, Gina's photos to my photos of the kids is like a hundred to one probably. Well, and I love taking photos of my kids. What are going to do with them at some point? They're going to kill me. Luckily, they won't see them probably until I'm already dead. But when they like get my external like hard drives and they're like, what was mom doing? She's got like, I thought about it. I must have, no joke, probably 250,000 pictures. Oh my God. If not more. I mean. Do you have an external hard drive? I do. Okay. So I'll move things from one to another. That's so, good. Yeah. I, I think it's. So I was thinking this the other day, like my, my mom sent a photo yesterday to us. She, it was Christmas 19, I don't give her age, I don't care, 1961. She was born in October. This was two months later. And it's a picture of my great grandfather holding her mm -hmm. and it's in color. And I know it sounds crazy. Like the sixties had color obviously, but like the photo was in ver was a very good quality photo where you could see. I mean, you could pick out everything in the photo just as, I mean, obviously the, the it was a little grainier than it would be right. now, but I was just shocked that a photo from 1961 was that clear and colorful where most of the times I think for old photos like that, you get like, I'm thinking like the old Polaroids that you right. barely see and got that yellowish tint to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this had a slight yellowish tint, but it was enough where you could distinguish the greens and the blues and the, the yellows. And, uh, I just think it's remarkable that the kids nowadays have their whole life documented where for us, we had like photo albums. Yeah. So I, in a year, I might've had like 30 photos from and a year. Think of the cost that it cost. Like to actually, then you had to develop the film and like my kids will laugh when I'll be like, Oh, I don't have any film left. I can't take your picture. And they're like, what do you mean mom? And like, like my husband and I will laugh about it. Like he, he film, you know, like it's just a funny thing. It, it, well, I had a, so last episode, uh, Mike Cashman, he wor used to work at a development thing. He goes, he goes it was it blew my, and this, he was joking because he goes, it blew my mind that someone would take a photo because it took an hour to develop it and they were on vacation. I'm like, do you need your photo that bad while on vacation that you're coming to, like you're stopping at a random right. CVS or Walgreens or whatever it was back then, Walmart to have it developed. They just go home and have it developed. Now we're just like... If there's like a glitch on the screen where it, like you take a photo and doesn't show up within like two seconds, you're like, what's wrong with my phone? Yeah. And it's just, it. I found I still have a level of patience. I'm not the like now generation where you need it right the second. I have a delay. I still have a delayed gratification, but I find that I slip into like, I need it now. And there's times where I'm like, listen, relax. Like you don't need it. Like it's fine. You can wait a day. You can wait till I'm a week. I'm being good about like I'll take a bunch of pictures doing something and like I don't necessarily have to look at them right then. But it's like that night when I'm laying in bed or like on the couch and I'll be like, oh, like these were good pictures from the soccer tournament or wow, honey, look at us on the beach. Like that was really fun. And I'm like, it was 12 hours ago. Like why am I so surprised by these photos? Like I just was living it a few minutes ago. Or when you go to a concert and rewatch like something, I've, I've gotten to the point I don't take anything at concerts because some people like I try I shouldn't say I try not to very rarely do I take any video at concerts because I really just want to just enjoy it enjoy right? it and I'm like the problem is even if you take a video at a concert usually the quality is terrible by the time you like look, like it's right. not the same it's like ah oh, like it is but it's not like in my head I'm like this is awesome and then you take this video and then you look at it and like it's like every other YouTube upload out there that's just right. crappy it's a little like, shaky and like yeah, and you people screaming next to well, you that's it. And... people are singing behind me and I'm like I'm not even getting the person singing so it's just a waste but um, that is 
yeah, the camera thing is just weird with the gratification. Is there something in your life that you're like, I need it now, can't wait. I get annoyed if I have to wait for it. No, I don't really think so. I mean... Mine's tech. Like tech meaning like if my computer's slow or something's not... And it's more from like work-wise, but that always bugs me. Like if someone's like, hey, there's a delay in shipping for a day. I'm like, whatever. Like it's not the end of the world. But like if I'm on my computer and something just takes longer to download and it just like kills my flow i'm like i get like very fidgety and i'm like clicking stuff and i'm like i just that annoys me yeah i'm not a i don't know i'm pretty easy going about that like i'm definitely not type a i'm not ocd that's just kind of like oh this is taking longer to download i'm gonna go and shred these papers now or like i'll just find something else to do and then come back to it and from an efficiency standpoint yes i understand because i hate having to do that but i guess like i just the way that my work is organized, there's always something else that I know I can go to. So it's not like I have to find work that if something is taking longer. I mean, honestly, at Placo, our capabilities sometimes with our IT um, have been a little bit slow. So it's just been like, that's kind of how I stage my work that like, I know that if I have to do this or like if your computer restarts, sometimes it takes like, it would probably send you right into a tizzy, but it could take 20 minutes when we have downloads, like mm-hmm. for updates on things. So it's just like, I know like, okay. Tuesday mornings, that's when the downloads are going to be. So I know when I come in, I cannot get started right away on work. So it's like on Monday, I know there's something else that I can do. So I just start on that. I like if I like when I can, I know I can't have access to it because then I just completely, I'm like, good, I'm out. So if, um, not the phone I just got, but the phone I had prior, I didn't realize you could did, like swap out the Apple stuff at your house. So when I went and did it the first time, like, yeah, we can do it. It'll probably be like, you know, three hours and it was like six o'clock at night that I went, I'm like, all right. I'm like, just leave my phone here. Like I'll come pick it up in the morning. And it was the greatest night. Cause you just go home. I'm like, nobody can contact me. I'm like, even if they can, I'm like, I got a good excuse. I didn't have my yeah. phone and I can just chill. And then I found out my last one I just did at night and you can do it quicker from your Wi-Fi than theirs and whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, my kid's terrible because if there's a commercial, like God forbid there's a commercial. Right. That's so funny now that they don't know what commercials are really. Like, so we stream almost everything. So mm-hmm. they don't understand. And like when I try to explain to my daughter, like that, like we used to, if you want to watch a show, you could only watch it at Tuesday at eight o'clock at night. And they're just like, well, why didn't you go on Netflix? I'm like, well, there was no Netflix. Like we had 13 channels and like you couldn't there was no remote like yeah i remember like vcring things sometimes like that was so exciting that like the christmas movies we'd pop in that tape and you could watch them and it'd be the worst quality ever but we could rewatch it like a bunch of times oh when you, you taped on the, v, you the vcr on or VCR, vcr yeah yeah um the we had to buy polar express like i had to buy it because it was like it was to the point it was commercial I'm like gene i'm just buying the damn movie because i gotta right. walk here every 10 minutes to fast forward because god forbid we watch a 10 second or not 10 second like right. a three minute commercial so we moved that over. So I bought a few this year, and then we were like, we wanted Christmas Vacation. I'm like, I'm not watching it on TV. I said, if I watch Christmas Vacation on TV, and they bleep out the words, and they cut some right. scenes, I'm like, no, I'm watching the whole thing. So there's a few shows that if I really like them, and I know I'm going to rewatch them, I buy them. And there's other ones, like Wedding Crashers on TV. I've watched it a gazillion times. I just, just throw it on its background. But there's certain movies I have to get uninterrupted, have to stream it, partly because I just don't want to see the commercials, and you have to pass forward them. And then... It's just, again, it's time. I'm like, listen, dude, I don't want to hear you screaming because every 10 minutes got to run and just like pass forward this thing. He's, <laughs> he's getting better though. He can kind of grab the remote. He knows to put Netflix on. Right. Um, did you listen to 
two things I found in the past month. We're talking about old school technology. Yep. One, I had a cassette as a kid, mid to late 90s, and I loved it. It was great. And I found, I finally found, because it was on Apple Music, and I finally found it was on Spotify. So I downloaded this cassette tape from this old jam band that I used to listen okay. to. I still listen to them. I've been on a big kick lately. I've been listening to all their albums. But they, this exact one, and I found it, and I was so excited. And it was from 1994. I'm like, this is great, because now it's like actually streamed. And then the other thing, what did I, oh, I was cleaning out my room, purging. And I found a bunch of CDs. And I was like, oh, like, whatever. I had like a Dave Matthews, and I had a... Who didn't have Dave Matthews? I yeah, think everybody I, did. Well, I had just like those random ones that I had, but they weren't that old. They're probably from like high school. And I ended up finding mixtapes that these mixtapes, and this this just goes to show, they were from like 2013. Like they were like a cassette tape that you. It was a CD. It was just a, it was a mixtape. Like someone burned a CD for me. It wasn't like because I, I don't even know if they had if they had streaming music, which I know they had iTunes. I well, never they had did, iTunes because I was streaming music. Um, Right at the end of college, like 2002. Was that like Napster? It was Napster then. Um, and then iPhones, I would say probably 2005. Because when I was living... Because when like iTunes came Pelt, out. Yeah, about that time. But the, I remember I, I was really cool then I had a Blackberry. I, and you could BBM people. When when did you have a Blackberry? Um, 2005 and six. Did you like the Blackberry? So I did not like it. Um, at the time I liked it because you could write, so I had the real keyboard, so mm -hmm. it wasn't like the mm -hmm. B was like two times of the letter and you could type so much faster. And I loved that I knew some people who had Blackberries, so you could do those BBMs. So you could actually Which is kind of like basically an iMessage. write, right. You could write an email. It could be longer. It wasn't like you weren't like numbered by, you know, 250 or 500 characters or whatever it was. So I really liked it. Um, and then after that, like when I worked at Pepsi, we all had Blackberries. So then everybody it was just easier to bbm people and you could do it but do you remember there was nextel phones that people had for a while that were like the walkie talkies i remember yeah. it was like i had the blackberry and then my now husband at the time had his like nextel like the, which looked like we, construction worker yeah, like it's like, the, it's like uh, uh, yeah like dial up almost i so the black i i had a black my dad had a blackberry and then when I first got in the real estate, I got a BlackBerry because I was like, I'm like yeah. a big kid now. So I was like, I think I had like a flip, not a flip phone, but the one that slid up and I had like a oh, mirror. Yeah. It was like a weird thing. And I had that until 2012, which is crazy to think about because that's when I got my first iPhone. I've had an iPhone since, but I had a BlackBerry when I started in real, which again, I mean, for me, I haven't been in it super long, but like 10 years ago, that like a BlackBerry yeah. was kind of common. But I remember going to the iPhone and it had no keyboard. I was like thrown I off. I was I like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And I didn't even know how to use it. Like I was crazy. Well, well the new phone, oh, I say new phone. My last iPhone was an eight. I had a button still. So Did now it? there's no button. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. So, so my so like, last two haven't had buttons, the home button. That I'm still getting used to it where you got to like yeah. flip up because I didn't know. I'm like, how do I close out apps? Like this yeah. was two, two weeks ago, Wait, three weeks ago. Wait, you're supposed to close them out? You don't just leave them all open? It's like email. You got you to you sort through them. So like I'm sitting there and I like I, I didn't know and I would like be move my fingers and I'd pop up. I'm like okay and I didn't know what I did. I didn't know the command. Like you had to swipe up and over. Oh, right. I, I I was totally lost. I'm like going up and I'm I think the only time I got it was because I got frustrated. I was like flipping my hand well, and finally the went. The hack that my nine year old taught me is just ask Siri. So like I kept turning on my flashlight and I could never get it off and I'm like oh like how do I find the button for the flashlight? You, you gotta pull down now, right? And I couldn't do it. And then she's like, Mom, Nightmare. it's easy. She's like, Hey Siri, shut off my flashlight. I'm like, 
oh, that's nice. So I'm like, hey, Siri, shut all my apps. And like, she'll do it for you. So Really? Yeah. She'll shut off your flashlight. She'll turn off your phone. She'll, you know, take it off from silent mode. Because like sometimes I'd be like, oh, how do I do this? I don't think I've ever asked Siri to do anything that wasn't joking. Almost like, you know, when you have an Alexa, I'd be like, Siri, what's the temperature out? And they'd be like, I didn't hear the question. Like, I always get frustrated because I don't think yeah. it's that good. But I got I should start using it for that because the flashlight's terrible. I, so I can never find that dang thing. Because you got to pull from the top now. Yeah. And I, before I came here, I was on an appointment and I tried to get the flashlight and it took, I'm like, I'm like, Where the, where's the flashlight again? And I'm clicking and then mm-hmm. I finally went down. With, oh, there it is. Same thing when I, I do not disturb. Yes. That stressed me out for the, like for why, a couple days. Why is there days. a crescent moon next to this person? Why is it not beeping? And then I'm like, how do I get this oh, off? Oh, so you don't have it on. So. I my, always put do not disturb on. So mine generally is, but I was do not disturb in contact. So you weren't even getting notifications. So, and mm. I think it's just new on the iPhone, like the new one that mine, if I swipe, um, on like a text message and you like swipe it this side you can put the the purple button on so like somehow if it's in my mm. pocket does that and then you'll never get another notification from them again so the only way you can see it is if you go into the, the text message the the one thing when you talked about you started talking about messages the one thing that i wish iphone had and i don't know if this is the same for other ones but you can go through all your email and you can put it as read or unread right so you can read it and put it back as unread and it just marks it like why can't i do that with a text message because the problem is I'll get a text. Like if you text me and said, hey, Galen, I got a question, blah, 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 whatever. And I, I look at it and I, I either have to A, respond to you or screenshot it and send it back to myself. So you have a way to track it. To track it. And now I think you can pin conversations. You can. Which I don't know how many you can pin, but that's, I haven't done it yet, but that's at least something that at least bring it to bring top it to of side. mind. But it's the, I'm like, my God, like it's got to be easy enough. You do it on email, just do it on text messages. If I want to put it, that's an unread Right. Like conversation. So then I can go back like a couple hours later knowing I responded to him, but it clues me in and like that's my to-do list to go through my, my – they haven't – I don't know. They haven't come up with it. And it's the only – it's one of the only things I can think of on iPhone that I hate. If I brought – I mean if I brought Gina on here, she would give you a thousand things because she hates iPhone. But Is I'm she such an, an Android app- person? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And she's like diehard. Like I'm, I hate Apple. And I'm one – I don't hate Android. I just – I'm so used to Apple. I've been using it for almost 10 years and yeah, it syncs to all my devices yeah. that – you know, and then she was like, oh, well, does it switch from this? Can you sync up the stuff? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You just put it next to each other and just say sync and you're like sync and it goes there. And she goes, well, you can do it on ours. You got to download an app. And then I started like jabbing. Yeah, I'm like, well, you got to download you know, an app. You know, I don't have to download an app. Yeah, it just, just does it. Like it's smart. And that wasn't the answer she wanted to hear with, with the uh, with the Apple. But I don't know. I'm, I'm such an Apple guy. Do you use Macs? I do not. So you are like, was it HP? So it's all Dell product. Dell? Okay. Have, yeah. Um, and is then that I Microsoft? To, yep. And okay. then uh, for work, I just recently got a Surface, maybe in the last year, which is nicer. Um, than an Microsoft. iPad? Um, yeah, it just has more functionality that you can use it for, just more things. So, you know, like for an iPad, you know, you can't have all your programs on it. So I have like Outlook, I have all Excel, I have oh. all my files. So it's just, it's more like a PC, but like the size of an iPad. Well, Which the one thing nice. Microsoft is good is I use Microsoft Excel and I use Excel, Word, and everything for in Power. Well, I don't really use PowerPoint, but for Mac, I hate right. Mac is like numbers and pages, and it's terrible. Like Microsoft is way better from that stuff, and everybody uses Excel and everybody uses Word doc. If I start sending pages to people, they'll be like, "What the hell is this?" Right. And it, it's the usability of it. I think is I mean I haven't got a chance to learn it, but it just doesn't seem that good. Where like old Excel files, like. I have a book from college. It's the only college book I kept. Is it on Excel? It's how to use, and it's probably so old now, but it's how to use Microsoft Excel 2007. 
So you should probably just purge it. If I was here purging, I would say everything's on YouTube and you're never going to find it in that book. If you just Google whatever you're trying to do, pivot table, how to auto sum this or how to merge these, Correct. you'll find it in like two seconds. It's over my shelf. I'll, literally by the time I leave, I'll, I will throw it away. Yeah. I don't think you'll use that book anymore. I don't think so. I haven't used it in, well, 2007. So. See, so now it's just, that's the kind of stuff when I told you what I purge, like I'll be like, no. So I, just, I found, so this is the thing. I've been out of my parents' house for like 12 years. Do I they keep surprising you with like little things they found? Yep. My parents like to do that too. Yep. And my mom, yep. And I, I still have stuff in my room at my mm-hmm. parents' house that I'm like, I should kind of go through because a lot of it is like, there's a level of nostalgia and there's a level of like, ah, this just, is just garbage. I'm never going to do anything. I would say this. 90% of it's garbage. Yeah. There's a couple of things I'd probably want to keep, but there's a lot of it. I'm just like, like it's cool. Like I like it, but I, I I'm literally, it's going to, I call them dust collectors. Yes. Like that's why I got, I got a, I kind of have a shelf that's like my tchotchke kind of like collector just so you put a bunch of weird stuff up there, but then it gives me an excuse that if people give me something, I have a place for it. Cause the thing is, if I give someone something, as you know, if I if I give you like a Kavanaugh thing, if you don't want it, you'd be like, oh, thank you, Galen. And then you, whatever, you keep it or you toss it. And well, like, I still what, have my Christmas ornament on the tree. That's good. I appreciate yeah. that. My the, kids were very confused, like what the K was for, because none of our names start with K. So then I had to explain to them. It was just kind of funny. Oh, I think you can make something yeah. up. That's fine. No. I, my, my, uh, well, my son, Crew, um, Julie Foster did some embroidery for it and she put the logo and then she had Crew written on it. So he has a little green shirt, which is, he's probably outgrown it now, but it looked really cute, but um but the same thing like if someone gives me something especially we get all the stuff from businesses like right i'm probably gonna keep five percent of it it's nice you gave me i mean if it's a mug or something maybe it depends and then then you gotta purge your mugs you got 15 different mugs and it's like why do it you i think the average person at a house needs like four mugs maybe five if uh yeah yeah that, that's like i think i probably have like eight and i would say four to three to four eh, i'd probably have ten. Five of them were probably given to me that i was like okay i don't really need it I need like, I have an acceptance coffee. I have a Kavanaugh. I have a cool mug that I bought like a handful of years ago that I just like that I've mm-hmm. had for like a lot. And then I have a, a big, a bigger mug that has like crazy socks all over it that says cool dad on it. So I'm like, oh, you got to keep that. I got to keep that. Cause that's at actually some like, point you're going to get them from the kids, right? Like yeah. more of them when they start to pick. And it's funny you mentioned mugs because I know if you ask any teacher, they're going to say no more coffee mugs. Like we cannot have another coffee mug. And last night, my daughter, who's into texting, like from the, the other room, so she'll text from her iPad to my room. My phone goes off and I see it says Ada and I look and she's so excited because she was making her Christmas card for a teacher and we got her teacher a, a nice gift certificate actually to um, Archer Spa. So I was like, oh, the teacher is going to love that. It's not a coffee mug. And she has screenshotted from Target a giant mug that says Queen on it with a crown. And she says, it's only $6. Can we please get this? I'll give you the money. I want to get Mrs. Berry something so special. And I'm horrified because I know Mrs. Berry does not want this mug that says Queen, but I also know it was only $6 and it means a lot to my daughter and she thinks it's going to make Christmas so special. So I saved a, I screenshotted the text message and when she gives it to her teacher, I'm going to also send it to her and be like, hey, this Queen mug was not from me. I know teachers don't need these mugs, but for some reason, the you kids should just, just send love- like a little like video and like the day they get the mug, send an email and be like, Oh, this is from Ada's mom. Just by like Ada's mom's <laughs> apology letter or apology I'm video. I'm so sorry that she got you a mug. And it's so random because it says queen. But like in her little nine-year-old brain, like that is the best possible thing she can give. It's a thought that counts. I'm- it is. And that's why, you know, if it was $25, a big guy, we're not spending money on it. But I was like, eh, it's six bucks. It'll be funny. Like I, I think when I, I remember as a kid going for Christmas, and 
this is what I would do. You talk about lists. I would go mom, dad, Sagan Mara. So I had two sisters, mom, dad, only people like, only people I really bought gifts for for a while. And then you get like a girlfriend, you buy her a gift and stuff. But like I never bought my, guys don't buy guys right. gifts, you know. So it's like I had, to, I had to really buy for like four people. I bought mom, dad, my sister's names. And I would go through and be like mom. And I would write down the stores because I was going one place. I was going yeah. to the mall. And I was doing a loop around it was the mall. probably Northern Reflections, Bath and Body Works. I was like, like you know. Probably there was one. There was a couple. St- my mom was a teacher, so I was like, I don't know. Like that looks like something my mom would wear. Of course, I'm t- like a guy. I guys to this day, very rarely do I buy Gina like clothes because I'm like, even if I know your size, I'm, I'm a clothes guy too. If you give me clothes, I'm gonna probably argue because it's got like a fit. I want to try it on. Like I don't right. want to just order it. So I'd write them all down. But mom. Stuff that I think she would like or stores like Bath and Body Works, like just these yeah. random things. Dad, like Dick Sporting Goods, get them golf, whatever. And then I would go right down the list and I would put them in order. I'm like, I'm going to start here. I'm going to go into the store. I go, doo, 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 doo. and I, I, it was almost like a remember Family Circus, like, yeah. like the little lines. That was me. You could like literally follow and be one complete loop around. No wasted energy. I would be in and out in probably an hour. I'd or come out with just got, or like uh, four or five bags. I'm like, let's rock and roll go home, stash it in my room, like I don't know, under my bed or in my closet. And then like a random day when everybody's kind of like out of the house, I just wrap them all. And that was it. I was like Mr. Efficient with gifts. And now, now I'm like procrastinating because now it's like, I did spend a day the other day kind of like just Googling stuff, like gifts for wife, gifts for for like three-year-old boy. It's one week away though. So this was a few weeks ago. Okay. But if you didn't come up with those gifts yet, like the pressure's on. Oh, I, there's a few that I'm like, I'll just order. I'm like, there's no way it's coming in in time. I, right. Like I had to do. But luckily Gina's birthday is not to the end of January, right? Oh, she'll let you know about it too. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be, you'll have plenty of time if you order now. Right? Did I make that did, up? Is did, it the end of January? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What I thought. yeah. Did, did Gina tell you as a kid that she didn't like her birthday because it was too close to Christmas? Yes, she told you that. She has told me that before. I do remember that very, that's how I know it's in January. And she but told, it's later January, isn't it? Like January twenty fifth. Yeah, I thought so. It's a month after. She told me when he first got like, "Ah, oh, my birthday's just so close to Christmas." I'm like, "I'm born on Christmas Eve." Right now, we have a son born on Christmas Day, and our next baby is due between now and this. Oh, I mean, it's not. It's due January tenth. But I'm like, right. you're gonna have three people out of the four people that are the closest to you in your life that are closer, closer. to Christmas. Yeah. And Oakland's the only one. She's the she's the mate baby, and like right. she's just, I don't know, she's out there, but like. It's just so funny that I'm like, how you cannot use that excuse ever. It, it also is good though, because she can't really procrastinate my gifts. Like if I miss it, I'm like, that's fine. I'll come in like first week of January. It's a, it's a birthday gift. So yeah, which is probably something she doesn't want to hear. But I think I live my entire life with just people being like, I don't know. There's like 10 gifts. Just grab two of them. Those are your birthday yeah. ones. Like, <laughs> and how many really fun birthday parties did you have? Right. All my birthday parties. I had some good ones growing up, but they weren't near my birthday. Right. Well, I would have. The, I would have like the December 10th through the 15th birthday party, like that yep. weekend. And then I would have December 23rd, we'd have everybody come over, do the whole thing. And that was, and I think we're going to do it with, for Cruz's birthday now too. It's just right. like, yeah. Cause, and then we got to have a cake for his birthday. Cause I'm, he has his own. He can't have Christmas cookies. Like you just can't do that, right? No, we're doing an actual cake on his birthday. Cause we'll have, we'll have a celebration, but we'll have one for his birthday. And then my sister gave him a, a Christmas tree which is like this little tree uh-huh. and she gave him some ornaments and that is where 
his birthday gifts are going to go under. Oh, so we got a Christmas really tree, but like for his birthday, like he's going to have the, that's, there's no other gifts under that tree. That's all the gifts under there are his birthday gifts. Oh, that's so, cute. And we're going to, it's almost like you were scarred by your childhood and that's why you want to well, make sure it's really She came up with the idea. It wasn't me, but oh. now I'm like, great. I'm just going to hop on the bandwagon, but it, it's kind of cool because he's, yeah, it's like, it's all separate. So we know like we're getting the, I mean, you're right. getting them stuff, but like you kind of have a, an idea of what you want to get for his birthday. It's difficult, but we'll figure it out. I don't know. It could be worse. I mean, I know it's, these are like really good problems to have. When's your birthday? September. See that like, that's a good, I'm not a big fan of summer birthdays because they're forgettable to me mm-hmm. because you got to think September through like middle of June is, is the school calendar. Right. I knew all my friends' birthdays in the school calendar. And then, right, in June, you'd be like, hey, everybody who has a summer birthday, we're going to celebrate them all on this Tuesday before we go out for summer break. Yeah, so, like, my birthday's, like, July 19th. I'm like, good luck with me ever remembering that because right. I'm doing something. We were in school, and I didn't get cupcakes, so. True. And, but, I mean, September, like, not Labor Day, September. No, 26th. Yeah, you're, so. oh, it's my cousin's birthday. Yeah, you're great. Like, that's, like, the perfect time. Yeah. And you're one of the first ones. Were you the old kid in the class or the young kid? Young kid in the class. Okay. That's... I don't think that happens as much anymore. I find that people, parents like hold kids back until like the full time they have to go. And then back yeah. then it was kind of like, I don't know. I just don't want you to, you're the middle sister, right? Right. What's your youngest sister's age difference? Uh, almost four years. What's your oldest sister's age difference? Only a year. Oh, that's probably why. They just yeah. get you out of the house, like get on the same bus, sports teams, yep. everything. It was time to go. That, that was a good life hack, I, I, yeah. I guess. Um, so... Danielle, last time we, you were on, we talked too much about work and not enough about fun stuff. So what okay. was a fun thing that you would like to talk about that we cut you off? Because we got into travel mm-hmm. a little bit. We did talk a little travel. But it was, I think we like kind of brushed on travel. Any travel plans for 2021 or any COVID travel that oh. you did that was like kind of like a cool thing to do that wasn't like what you would have done? So... For 2021, the last time I was here, I told you I was hiking Machu Picchu. I was really sad. Uh, we had to cancel that trip. Wait, 2021? I'm sorry, were... 2020. Okay. I was going to um, this past June. So we had to cancel that trip, which was really kind of a bummer. Um, but, you know, I don't know. The COVID global pandemic and healthcare system in Lima, Peru just really wasn't my jam. Um, so, a little sketch, but yeah, it's... A little, it just didn't really seem like the right time. And the only for us to get out of it um, back in. I guess it was probably the end of April is when we pulled the plug on it. It was kind of like things were just going so crazy. And then Italy was still all shut down. And it was just like, you know what? Like, if we don't do it now, we're going to get screwed for all sorts of money. Uh, so we didn't do it. So that's been on the back burner, which was really sad for me. Was that the family? Nope. It was just uh, some friends and I that were going to do it. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, my husband hates hiking. He wants nothing to do with it. Like, um, it's not. Uh, he likes outdoor sunshine if he's sitting by a pool and, like, beating hot sun he does not like outdoor physical exercise um if it's hot out and he certainly does not leave the house if it's cold so skiing is not his jam that's me and the girls so he's a fair weather guy fair weather guy um but as long as it's sunny he'll be outside all day he'll cut the grass he'll do you know yard work he'll do any of that but on a nice day don't ask him to go hiking oh so he doesn't mind like humidity no not at all oh he so just, that's my thing i'm like eh. no no he'll sit by the pool all day or he'll be out doing yard work and that kind of thing that doesn't bother him but he just doesn't want to be in the cold or like i shouldn't say physical exercise he just doesn't want to exercise in the hot weather do you you hike a lot right i did i got my 46 i was gonna ask you did you yeah, get all 46 oh congrats that's I, was, how, how did you wait in one year you did that 
two years just about so wow. i did one peak um actually well i started back in 2003 maybe is when i did like a couple of them but it was so random like at that time it was still like before the internet you're supposed to write a letter to this lady and tell her what you did and you know you're supposed to keep track of the stuff and i was just like no i never wrote the letters but like i knew there was like four peaks that i'd done so then in 2014 um, one of my friends wanted to start, so I did one hike with her, but I just found out I was pregnant um, with my youngest. So I never did any more after that until two years ago. And then actually with Kenna's husband, Mark, uh, we started up again, and I got about half of them done. So then this year I did 20, 21 or 26 of the peaks. Wow. But yeah, it was rough because hey, the train. Yeah, I was going to say, it, was, it sounds like you're like uh, swearing. That was like our bleep out thing. Yeah, it's so weird that we're in a train station and a train is going by. Uh, do you find that it is kind of trippy because yeah. it is I mean it's a train station that just has yeah. offices buildings in but right. the problem is on certain days I I was talking to um, you know Andy Lamonto and yeah. Hannah I was talking to Andy the other day I'm like do you guys know when the train schedule is because I've been here for over almost three years now like in one one of these uh, units and I've never gotten the train schedule down ever I'm sure I could go to Amtrak and like actually get the pamphlet when I first moved in, I had a notepad down. I'm like, I'm going to write down every single time for probably a few months when I hear a train go by to try to come up with some kind of normalcy, and there's not really... No, I used to live right across the street on Bridge Street, like one of my apartments for like two years, and yeah, I could never figure it out either. It, it, and and it, it was like, sometimes they'd come in the middle of the night, and I was like, nobody's getting off the train in the middle of the night here. Like, Was it weird. Amtrak, or was it cargo? Um, I don't really know. This was years ago. Because the thing is with these, the Amtraks are great. They haven't run this year much. Right. But like, I don't think they ran at all, to be honest, but... This thing, because there's kind of a road there, they hammer on the horn, and it's just a squeaky, like, if you're down right. somewhere and it's going behind your house, you can't hear it. You mean you hear this, but not the obnoxious noise. Um, I grew, like, when I grew up as a kid, the track was not this close, but it was maybe closer than that light post. So, I mean, it was okay. pretty darn close. So, I've always lived, like, next to a you track. Just don't, you get used to it. You don't even... It's like, what? Well, it, the only yeah. problem is, like, now when... When I was a kid, I was just turning the music, or not turning music up, turning the uh, TV up a little bit, just to hear over this, but that's that's the only thing that really jumped out. But um, I'm just going to ramble until we're gone here, because I want to get to your story on the on the high peaks here. Mm-hmm. We're almost done. We're getting to the quiet part of the train. It actually well, just it slowly just kind of like, it's almost like when you... Let's see have you ever edited video? Not really me editing, but like we'll get a bunch of raw footage from Boyer Benner Group, and then I, like on a notepad, have to be like, all right... We want to keep from 008 to, you know, oh, okay. 116 and then cut to this and cut to this and, like, try to put it together. So if you take on the editing, you can pull back music so it kind of has a fade kind of thing. So that's what I'm saying. As the train gets farther, it's, like, slowly fading to the end. So, yeah. um, okay, so back this year, you started the peaks up again. So we did 20-something, what, 22? You know, I think I was 20, either 21 or 26. I can't remember. How many I did, but it was rough because I broke my leg uh, during COVID. I was running a lot because the gyms were closed, and I was doing like 130 miles a month or so, oh my and God. I got a stress fracture in my leg. Um, so I was in a cast for six weeks, couldn't do any of that, and then three days after I got it off, I went into two high peaks because um, I was like, I can do this. I can walk again. It was slow, so this hiking season was really brutal on me because I just, A, hadn't for six weeks, like, done much. I was doing, like, a, I bought a spin bike, so I was spinning with my mm-hmm. air cast on and, like, just not putting that foot, like, in the 
the like clipping and the pedals and trying to do something just to stay active and like doing some weight stuff. So it was really weird. Um, but yeah, I didn't think I'd finish this year. I really didn't have a goal. And then uh, there just ended up being more free time. So I was lucky that my husband was super great about taking the kids like on the weekend to do things because I was leaving at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, everything I had left was the worst of the worst hikes. Um, they were the ones that were the Algonquin and Marcy and Giant. And Sixteen all those. hours of just you oh, know hiking, God. and this year because of COVID, the trails were just if you didn't get there by four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, you wouldn't get a parking space. Were you going during the weekday too, or was this mostly weekends? Um, no, some weekdays I used some vacation time that I was able to go. I was gonna say you kind of, I mean, just kind of weird if you're like working out of the house, and yeah, I just found like we, we did more stuff during the week just because it was like well, right. not much else to do. Um, so the hiking, I. I think I'm more okay. So I want to when you go. What's what's the what's the thing that you like most about hiking? Um, getting back to the car. Okay, my answer so, is the same. It is. Um, so so in between all that, like, so the what's your second part favorite like, part? So, probably only half the high peaks actually have nice views. Um, a bunch of them. Sometimes okay. you literally get to the top. And you look around and you can't see anything. You are like covered in trees. There is no view. So there you just go no, find a little marker at the top. You find the marker. You find a little half rotten wooden sign that says, you know, um, whatever mountain it is. And you take a picture and you can, sometimes there's barely room to turn around. Like literally if it's a clearing as big from you to me, and that's, the that's peak? all there is. That's the top of the peak because it's the highest wow. point. Um, there's so much mud. There's so much stuff. I have some friends who really liked it. I just don't really like it. I don't like being alone with my thoughts that long um some sketch things have happened like one night we got lost of a hike that was supposed to take us 10 hours took us like 16 oh, so we were coming out of the woods at like 11 o'clock at night and um it's near marcy dam so like i look over like i hear and i look and i see eyes that are about waist level so i'm not sure that it was a bear there's a ton of bear activity but oh. you can't run so it really freaked me out and um that was weird, but there was like some, there was really a lot of fun stories that happened and you meet a lot of really nice people that, I don't know, it's, I'm sure there's serial killers that are in the woods, but I think in general, like people just aren't that motivated. So like if people are there, they're like in it to win it, you know? So people are so nice about like giving you tips about things or if you need help or like offering you food where like I would never, if we're sitting down by the train station and somebody offered me food, I would never even think to take it from them. But then, you know, you're at the top of the mountain, you make friends with these people who are hiking and they tell you their story and then, oh, try this beef jerky. You know, I make it at home. So, you, you know, you try this food and it's, um, it's really fun. Do, do, okay. So I guess if you go up, have you, did you, did you do all of them with people? Yes. So none of them were solo or no. you went at least with one person. At least with one person. Um, so my thing, my issue, like I like getting back to the, this is my problem with hiking. If I like getting back to the car, my, I, I've been on two high peaks. It was Cascade and Porter, which okay. are like, they're easy. They're right there. Like, right. I mean, the hike itself is decent, but right. you can get to both of them pretty quick. So when I went, I think one of them had a really nice view because it was all rocks on top okay. and that was yep. really pretty. The other one was like, you can see the peak and then you like went over to the peak, but just the same thing it was like partially cleared and partially yeah. wooded. So I was like, this one kind of sucks. Right. But it, like the, the first one we went and had like lunch on, it was, there was a ton of people because the top part of it, as you started walking up. It's all open rocks. It was just open yeah. rocks. It was gorgeous. And how many are like that? Not many. Okay. Cause that was a really like. So there's not many that are totally open like that. Like when you get up, um, like Mount Marcy is definitely like wide open like that. 
Um, there's a few of them like in the ranges. A lot of them are pretty, a lot of them, even though if they have nice views, are pretty small on top. They're not nearly like as open as what, what those are. And then, like I said, probably close to half of them. There's literally no view, like, which is so anticlimactic that you spend 12 okay. hours hiking to not even get a good view. And it's just like, you just want to tap that sign. Or break it. Or break it. I, I, uh. Hiking almost broke me a couple of times. I, I, I think it's. It's a mental challenge. I think it's kind of the idea that you overcame going up. But anytime I walked in, I would go up and you'd start off the hike and you'd be like, just talk and you'd be like, okay. And you're kind of getting in the groove of like, just kind of getting into that. And then eventually you start just hitting that like days where you're just hiking and it's like mm-hmm. you stop talking to people or you just like go and just going and going. I think the longest hike I ever did was one of those high peaks and it probably, you probably got to the top and like two and a half hours maybe yeah there's probably a lot of those that are so like cascade and porter you can probably do both of those round trip in five and a half to six hours so it was probably that that's about spot on this was stopping and, and eating and kind yeah. of hanging out the top it was yeah probably three out because to go to the other one was yeah. probably another 25 minutes yeah. you kind of go down and up um but you go and you get into that days and then you like then you get to a certain point like are we there yet and which i'm you- sure you've had get to somewhere it's like you hike up and then to get to the other peak you literally hike down the backside of a mountain to go up then you go down and you have to re-hike the one you just did and you go over or sometimes there'll be like peaks in the middle and that's the only way you can get to the, it's the only way you can get ugh. to it um or you could do them standalone but it'll be like all right if you do one it'll be 15 miles if you add the second peak it only brings it to 19 miles but if you did them separate one's 15 and one's 13 so you may as well just do them together yeah and then there's just all these stupid peaks in the middle that like don't count as high peaks but you have to go so like some days you might do like four mountains but only two count as high peaks so that was like it was tough like i was re- <laughs> so i had a great group of friends that i hiked with and mm-hmm. we rotated in and out um and they were really patient with me because i'm definitely like the slowest hiker out of everybody so you know people would go ahead then they'd wait up and then you know we'd meet at the top but like we always had like the opera like opera ski it was like we were the opera hike like afterwards that we were like yeah like we had like coolers with turkey sandwiches and some cold beers and, this is when you know, got back to the we car. got back to the car oh, 100%. to sit in the parking lot for you know just that half hour and like take off your boots and put on flip-flops and sit on a cooler and have a drink and have this food and you're so starving because it's you know there's only so much food that you can bring on the hike so that was that was like the best part for me and then like when i was done and happy and being over i would say a beer and a sub is probably what i want when i'm done hiking yeah that's like a really good combo it is that's so nice and we had a friend who like went and bought this like little portable usb chargeable blender so like sometimes we make like fun fruity drinks or we'd you know have a bottle of champagne in the parking lot just to celebrate something so which is probably i shouldn't say that like i don't know if you should be having champagne in parking lots but i mean you know you're in the woods we're in the woods it's fine fine. yeah I, i i again the top of the mountain is it's nice like like you get to see a view and I'm like, this is kind of cool up here, but it's, it, I don't get as excited because to me, it's just like a lower plane. Like you go on the plane and see a view. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of cool, but for what I get from it, I just don't feel the efforts there. And then I go down and then literally as I'm like getting down to the car, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I'm back to the car. And I never, ever get done the hike. And I'm like, you know what? That was awesome. I always look, I'm like, I just wasted six hours of my Saturday yeah. going up to the top Imagine of mountain. when it's like 12 to 15 I hours could, of I hiking do it. I, and I, an hour, hour and a half car ride each way. Like that's the worst part. Like it, nothing. Like if someone said, there's a couple things like physical things. If you're like, Oh, you, this, you should do it. It's like, 
become a 46er and like i think it's great that people do it because it's like a it's it's a challenge to do it but like me mentally can't and the other one's like run a marathon i have no desire to run a marathon you i've done a marathon yeah see i can't like mentally like running on like running on a treadmill like rowing like rowing on one of those erg things oh my god like it just mentally destroys me yeah it, because 10 minutes is so much when you're rowing, right? Like, I don't understand these people who go out and like row across a lake for hours so and do we, it. So we went in 2018, went to the CrossFit Games. Okay. I've never been to, we went to the regionals, we did all yep. that stuff. And I was like, let's go to like the actual thing. It was great. Like that's a whole other story. But took an RV out with some friends, went out and did it. But that's when they did the marathon row. So they had done. They had done the half marathon row years prior, and then they came out and like, oh, well, that one sucks. So like, oh, we're redoing that. Like, we're doing actually the full marathon. And I remember getting there. I watched the whole thing, like in person. Like you went and sat in this pavilion, yeah. and it was like only a couple of us. All the girls stayed back. They like, which I don't blame them. And we just went in, and we pretty much just talked to people, which is cool because you're just kind of hanging. There's nothing else is going on. You're watching right. the screen, and you kind of look, and it's boring. There's nothing going on. But I remember when they're starting and they're like, all right, go. And like people just kind of go in and like, and, and it wasn't you think like, like, why aren't they going faster? And you're like, wait, they have to do this for hours now. I think the guys finished in like the fastest guy finished around three and a half hours. Yeah. And the, the fastest girl was like just over four hours. And I was, and cause girls are the same, same distance. And I remember watching this and there were, there was, cause you could get out and they were getting out and stretching like people were stopping they'd like bend down and stretch out their like hamstrings and stuff you'd have to and you couldn't i think you could go to the bathroom so your your judge would like go with you kind of deal but you'd like go you could get up and go to the bathroom you could come back you were people had food next to them and they were eating and drinking and i'm just sitting there watching this and i'm like three and a half hours four hours and you gotta think in a scenario like that it sucks but when you know there's like a hundred other people doing it and they're like you're in this competition it's not as bad i would think mentally because you got the crowd there no i think like if you had like crowd support that was changing out like when you run a race or you run a marathon and it's like you keep seeing different things the scenery is changing the energy is changing like the energy of the crowd could not have been the same consistently through the four hours when you're running on a race the energy really is the same because it's like new people coming through well, and they always see like different people but i'm saying i'm not, not compared to that but compared to if you or I were to just do oh, that by ourselves, yeah. like in a garage, I couldn't it do it. It wouldn't happen. When but you if, say but if, I'm, I would say but like if you were to go run a marathon and just go, go run 26.2 miles, I'm like, okay, I'll go run it. And nobody's on the side of the road versus, versus an event where like you have your, like you have your bat or your tag, you have like the crowd, you have the, the lines, you see other people running, you have music and like that elevates because it takes your mind off of what you're doing a little bit because you're kind of right. watching the show a little bit and the spectacle. Yeah. But if you're just say, go train for it, you're like, like I, like, I would have a, I just mentally like long things like that. I'm just, it's, it, it almost broke me. Like I said, I was very lucky. The people that I hiked with were great. And they were so like very, um, just patient with me. Like I didn't have a bad attitude, but I would get like, I would just talk and talk and talk just to, uh, you know, kind of keep my mind off from things and tell the most random stories. You do learn like really funny things about people. And I think probably the funniest story you would probably like this, but hiking. So <laughs> my girlfriend and I are hiking and we're doing this one hike. It's three peaks. So sometimes like there's, they call it uh, Times Square between these hikes. So like, it's kind of like a juncture point where you can go to different peaks from this one spot. Okay. So we leave really early, we get in there, we hike, we come back through and now the sun is starting to come up and it's like 7.30 in the morning and as we're hiking, like we know we have to go through this bog and everything you read on these blogs say it's like knee deep mud. Wait, like, bog, right? Bogs. B-O-G, yes, yeah. okay. 
So we're going to have to go through these. So we know that this is not going to be fun. We're going to get really dirty, but we're like, all right, we got to do it. So we hear kind of this commotion. We see this dog who's this golden doodle and he's like covered in mud. So My anxiety level just yeah, went up. There's yep. nothing that's not, like, other than his neck up, everything's uh-huh. covered in mud. And he's got this hippie guy who's with him and he's talking to us and he's like, oh, girls, you know, he's like, that bog's really bad. And we're like, oh, it looks at it. So then he randomly just tells us, he's like, did you guys see Jerry Garcia? Or he said, just says Jerry at first. I'm like, Jerry who? He's like, Garcia. And I was like, no, we didn't see I'm Jerry Garcia. Since yeah. yeah, so we're like, no, we didn't. So now I'm getting like a little leery and I don't usually ever get creeped out in the woods. So this guy just keeps talking to us. He's like, yeah, man, Jerry's been leaving me gifts for like 20 years now. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, like I come through the bog. And I'm telling you, this guy's just covered in mud. So this is why the story's getting weirder. And he's like, and there is Jerry sitting on the log. He's just sitting there waiting for me, staring at me. I knew it was a sign from the universe. You guys want to see Jerry? And he bends down to unzip his backpack. At that point, I kind of pull my girlfriend back. And at this point, I do have like a fleeting moment where I think we're going to die. This guy is going to murder us in the woods. Like nobody is around. It is like 12 miles back. Like nobody will find us. And he pulls out this Jerry Garcia doll that's probably two feet tall in pristine shape. No mud. No mud. But everything else is covered in mud. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I'm like, well, enjoy the rest of your hike. We'll see you later. He's like, like I said, Jerry's always looking out for me. And he's got like the um, all roads tattoo and he's got like the dead bear on his arm. So I'm just like, whatever. So we just hike. And then we finally get to the top of the other peak. And I say to my girlfriend, Kyle, I go, uh, are we going to talk about what happened back there? So then like, we start laughing about it. And as we're talking, these other guys kind of roll up on the peak. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys saw Jerry Garcia too? We're like, what? So we think this man must have concocted this story because it just, like I said, we are now covered in mud. It is so weird. It's like, you know, when we run into him, it's like 830 in the morning. So it's not like, you know, he's been partying all day. And he's already up in the, he's coming down. He's coming down from that peak. So even if that was his first one, like, you know, he started probably four o'clock in the morning, you know, to be coming down to that hour. I see Jerry too at that time. Right. So we just think it's weird. So we're all joking about it. So these guys are still eating lunch and we go to leave and we're like, Hey, you know, uh, if we see Jerry, we'll say hi for you. You know, we start laughing and some man and this girl come up and they're like, wait, did you guys see Jerry? And we all just erupt in laughter. We're like, Oh my God, you too. So this man is like, no, he's like, I left this Jerry Garcia doll um, in the woods. We dropped it. He's like, I've been hiking with it for 21 years. He'd been hiking with this doll. And it started when his daughter was young. And they've done thir- they'd done 39 peaks. And every time they brought this Jerry Garcia doll. So he said it was years ago. His wife wasn't into hiking. And his daughter was coming up. And they brought this doll. And the doll had been on every single hike with him. So I just like being the mom and me. I'm like, oh, like that stinks. Because imagine you've got something yeah. for like one of your kids that for 21 years you carry. There's nothing I've owned for 21 years yeah. and that I've brought places all over. So we're like, oh, man, that stinks. But like, it's definitely a guy with a golden doodle. And he had a red backpack and blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, if you see him, tell him. Because like. We all know we're going to come back to this juncture because everybody's kind of doing things in different orders because oh. you can go to these things. So we're like, all right, if we see him, like, we'll let everybody know. Like, if we see people, another group of kids say, because we can just tell this dad is, like, bummed. And his daughter is probably maybe around 30. You know, this guy's probably 60. Like, he just like, lost the doll? That morning. Like... Oh, so he lost it this he morning. He lost it that morning. So that's why it was pristine. It had been in this guy's backpack. Oh, my God. He set it down to take a picture of him and his daughter, and then somehow they forgot it on the log. They've never forgot it in 21 years. So... 
like we're just coming down the mountain it's really miserable and i get this idea because we don't see this guy again and we have a feeling we're not gonna see him because he was like really fast and like i said i'm slow so i'm like if we go to the register where you sign in i'm like what if we take because you know where everybody's going we know what peaky came from i go i'll take a picture of them they've got all your phone numbers i'm like we'll text everybody who's a party of one ask if they found a jerry garcia we'll text everybody who's a party of two ask if they lost a jerry garcia and we'll try to connect them Sunday morning, I start texting people. Uh, fourth text, I get a phone call from this guy in Vermont. And he's like, yeah, I, I found Jerry Garcia. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, listen, I'm like, I'm trying to connect with the owner. We met the owner. Like, he was really bummed about this. Like, I tell him the whole story. He's like, all right, you give him my number. I'll give it back to him if he calls me. He's like, but I really think it's a sign from Jerry Garcia. So I was like, okay. So a little while later, this lady texts me back. And she's like, oh, that's not me. It's my husband. Him and my daughter are still in Lake Placid. Can I give him your number? And I was like, you don't need to give him my number. Here is... Here's Jerry. I go, here's this guy, Jamie's number. He lives in Vermont. Like, good luck. Hopefully you get it back. So like two hours later, I get a text from the guy. His wife must have given it to him. And uh, him and his daughter with like, they're at brunch in Lake Placid, like cheersing me with mimosas. Like, thank you so much. We called Jamie. I'm going to drive to Vermont and pick it up later this week. So I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Well, then it turns out like this guy is like a cardiologist out in Saratoga. He was so thrilled to get this doll back. And like, he goes over and gives this guy like some really important uh grateful dead poster that's like got some sort of meaning they exchange some sort of serendipitous like jerry garcia quotes you know that like what so one jerry garcia ice cream. something like they're just like nuts about it <laughs> and the guy like is also a part-time blacksmith and he starts like texting me and he's like hey he's like i don't know if you know what a foundry is he's like but and i was like that's weird like yeah i know what a foundry is like i work for a foundry which Nobody knows what a foundry is. He's like, oh, well, I'm a, a blacksmith. He's like, so I've made you something I want to mail to you. He's like, can I have your mailing address? So now, like, I became friends with this guy. So all summer long, every time. This is the original his, Jerry owner. The original Jerry okay. owner. Um, they send me pictures of him and his daughter and Jerry finishing their hike. So they're almost on their peaks. Like, I finished this year. Um, so he made me this really nice wizard bottle opener. So on my final hike, I made sure that the champagne that we brought to the top, like, had a pop top. So I could use a bottle opener. So we sent pictures to him. So oh, now it's, awesome. like, just kind of a funny thing that, like, him and his daughter will text when they do a peak, like, hey, Jerry just knocked off one more. Jerry's up to, I think he's 43 right now. So they've got three peaks left. That's wild. So I'm assuming they get a photo of him on every high peak. On every high peak. Yeah. That's crazy. Because that'd be kind of a cool compilation that when you're all done. Like, kind of like, I'm well, sure they have over multiple. Over 21 years, too. So that, that's, I think that's like even crazier. So his daughter, that's 30, started hiking when they were 10. Like, uh, probably around that age. I mean, because they said it's been 21 years. Oh, that would suck if it was that long. Yeah. But, that's pretty, that's cool. So it was just, so sometimes fun things happen when you're hiking that it just was, you know, and the guy's like, oh, he's like, I'm a cardiologist. Like, I would have never thought to even look in the book. He's like, I thought Jerry was gone. I'm like, I don't know. I just came up with the idea and figured I had nothing to, yeah, lose, to lose. So, Wow. I'm actually surprised the hippy dippy guy had a cell phone. Yeah. He was excited. Like and this guy drove from Saratoga over to uh, Vermont. Like I think Manchester picked it up from him. Like I said, they, they, he's giving me both of them are giving me play-by-plays of like how what happened like he said this this jerry garcia quote and i gave him this and he gave the doll back and we we exchanged a hug on the porch and i was like oh imagine the guy the guy that came down with the dog and the jerry garcia when he's like i found jerry do you think he was tripping do you think he was like sane and he was just like really like oh my god i actually saw this doll because once you like Put the, like once you hear the whole story and you're kind of like maybe he wasn't as crazy as we thought i think he probably um i mean i'm sure he was under the influence of something something yeah i don't think he was crazy i think he just was a longtime grateful dead fan because like i said he had one song like tattoo quote on his arm and then a grateful dead beer so like clearly he was into grateful dead i mean people just don't get tattoos like that of song lyrics for no reason um 
so I think in his mind, it probably was like a sign. And like, not that I'm this whole, I don't know. There is something that's pretty like crazy about how the universe would work like that. That like, and I said to the guy, even when he lost, I'm like, listen, if I'd ever found that doll, like it wouldn't have even meant a thing to me. Like I'm not a Jerry Garcia fan. I'm like, you should at least take comfort knowing that Jerry went to a good home. This guy thinks it's a sign from Jerry and the guy's got two tattoos. Like <clears throat> that's, that's, I mean, the best thing. How could you even imagine? Like that? you would have probably just took a photo that. and be like, oh, that's kind of a cool doll and kept walking. Yeah. And this guy was like, he was praising the Jerry, the Jerry, uh, I don't know. I Do, do you listen to Grateful Dead? So did I just you? wouldn't, I did. I just wouldn't say that I'm a big fan. Like I, never enough that I would care to pick up a doll and put it in my backpack. Like, I enjoy them. I have them on my phone. I listen to them. Like I, right. I've been to one concert, um, but I never, uh, I've never been so into music that I like, I, I don't have any tattoos. Right. I, I'm definitely not getting a tattoo of a song lyric or something like yeah. on me. Like just, that's just me. I'm just, I'm not into, I think tattoos look really cool. Not for me. And also they got to have some, and again, if it's significant to you, go do it up. If Grateful Dead's significant for a gazillion reasons, but I don't know. I don't know if I want like the dancing bear on my arm. Yeah. There and was, people have it, and that's fine. You know, yeah. teach their own. But I um, got a tattoo in 1997, and it cost me $75, and I spent about 1400 to have it removed. Really? How, yeah. How's the removal process? Like, what what hurts more, removing or tattooing? I've heard the removal so, hurts. I would say the removal, but it was like in short stints. So I was going um, to Dr. Downstate because here I went to one place, which I won't say where it was, but they actually really botched things and charged me a lot of money. To remove it? Um, to remove it. Okay. It was supposed to be some less invasive uh, process, but it was not. Um, it was actually way worse. So when I would go to get the tattoo removal treatments, they'd use a laser. It hurt very badly, but it was like 90 seconds of burn time. So it was like you had to just sit there and like grit your teeth and for like 90 seconds they'd burn it off your back and then you wouldn't have to go again for a couple months. Oh, wait, so yeah. they they don't go like around, they just like take the whole thing off, almost like you're it's, taking a big erase, eraser. lasers and you just, they would just go back and forth like this, like line by line to do it. Um, What's and, the science behind that? Um, It's burning off your skin. So it's burning off like the layer of your skin, the layer of your skin, your layer of your skin. Oh my God. So uh, then just get, as your skin recovers, they just burn it down again? Right, they just keep burning it down again and eventually all the pigment's gone. So... I, yeah. I think my, I can just feel myself just like flushing of like, yeah. Do you it, have any more tattoos or was that just no, like, no, it was just, um, it was not even anything significant. It was just something, I, but you were just younger, got it college, whatever. And just like, it was a uh, frog on a lily pad. Why wouldn't you get one? Yeah. I actually thought about that one on time. Your get lower, one. On your lower back. Right. Yeah. Might as well be a bullseye. Yeah. Is it, what's that from? Uh, I think it was, I think it was wedding crashers, but, um, yeah, I, and no desire to get one. No. No, yeah, never. I'm just not. And everybody kept saying, like, why don't you just cover it up? It would have been cheaper to cover it up. I'm like, because I just didn't want it to. I just didn't want one anymore. So. Whew. I, yeah, I, I think I love looking at, like, on Instagram, like, artists that have tattoos. Yeah. Like, the good ones. Like, they do, like, sleeves and stuff. And, they're like, the really, really good, like, artistic people. I'm just like, I just don't want it on my body. But you I think if someone has it. hate on your knuckles. No, that, that was in the running, but I decided yeah. against it. Yeah. No, that was either frog on a lily pad or love hate. I'm not sure. It. I, I've seen, I've had some friends that have had some that I'm like, what were you thinking when you got that? My, my idea is that my thought process at 18 to 30 to 40 to 50 is gonna be way different. I'm gonna have, I've already know at my age, I've gone in and out of phases 
that I was like really into something and now I'm not. I'm like, I would have, would have gotten it. And then it was like 10 years later. I'm like, why do I have yeah. this on me? Cause I don't even like do that function or activity yeah. anymore. Very strange. But, um, Danielle, anything else you'd like to touch base on? I don't know what time we got here. Uh, it's like three 30. I think we've talked for a while. Not I think bad. the only one thing I would say is I was listening to one of your podcasts. I can't remember who it was on. If it was when, Andy was, you're talking to Andy maybe, or I could actually just spend your one last week actually. Andy L? Uh, Andy. Yeah, but no, you were talking about you like turnip and oddly, I love turnip. Like really? I only eat it at Thanksgiving time. Do I you make turnip? So I don't, my grandma makes it and gives me an extra pan. That's the only time of year I ever My mom eat does it. the same. Yeah, I heard you say that and I was like, I don't know anybody else who makes turnip. I love turnip. Me too, but do you make it a lot or no? No, no, my mom yeah. makes it for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and it once is, a year I get it and she, I'll eat it for like a week and a half after. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know what she does with it, but... There's probably like butter, salt, pepper. It, like, it's, yeah. like, it's basic. It's not like she puts anything crazy. Yeah, right. it's just like very generic stuff and I don't... If you had to give... If you had to say what would you... What would be the perfect... This is a perfect question for you. If you had to pick three things on Thanksgiving, minus, okay, three sides, because you're going to have turkey. So we'll just give a shoe in that turkey's on there, which I'm not a, I like turkey. I like turkey sandwiches more with mayo because the turkey is dry. Um, Minus turkey, what three sides would you have for Thanksgiving every year without fail, but you could only have these three? If I could only have three, it would definitely be stuffing because I love stuffing. Okay. I don't have stuffing very often. And like Thanksgiving stuffing has like, like my family's recipe has like sausage in it and like is cut it, up it's apples a, um, and it's like wet dressing. Stuffing. It's like a dressing. It's more like dressing, but it's not stuffed in the bird. Correct. Um, so I really like stuffing. I would probably go with crescent rolls because I never mm-hmm. make those, but on Thanksgiving we always have those. Yep, good. And if I had to pick one more, it'd be a toss up between squash and turnip. I think I like squash better than turnip. Really? What so kind of squash? Like butternut squash? Butternut squash. So pureed, like really like, you know, like a mashed potato, but mm-hmm. with squash. Mine would be turnip, stuffing, um, but it has to have like uh, tur- uh, sausage in the stuffing. Yeah. If it's just like bread on bread, I'm like, yeah, like no. too much. Um, and I would say green bean casserole. I'm yeah, I used to love green bean, green bean casserole, but not so much anymore. I think because it kind of complements all, because it's more stuff. Because yeah. like Thanksgiving is, most of Thanksgiving is like a mashed up vegetable with right. butter. And it's some like sort of cream sauce, something, yeah. Yeah, like everything just looks like different mm-hmm. color mashes. I find green bean casserole's got a little more texture to it, and it has a little like it's a complement to the other flavors. And when do you ever eat like those, um, the little onions that are on top, or like oh, you the, know what I mean? You never eat them. So little, I feel the like French it's just, onion, yeah, it's like a French's Thanksgiving thing. thing. Like Th- those, those would be my three. I love. I'm a mashed potato guy. Like we like grew up. See, I'm but, not a mashed potato person. I'm not but, really a potato person. But see, the thing is, on Thanksgiving, you get mashed potatoes all year long. Yeah. Mashed potatoes is like a weekly side for most of my life. That no. when it came to Thanksgiving, it was like this thing I didn't have to have all the good right. stuff, like sweet potato. You have butternut squash. You have all that stuff. But like turnip, green bean casserole, a stuffing dressing combo. It's got to have yeah. sausage, and then you can have the turkey. But yeah, I'm not a big gravy guy. So what I do is I like cranberry sauce for my turkey. Me too. Yeah, I, n- I never. I, almost every year, I forget to put the cranberry sauce out. That that's a common mistake. Mm-hmm. I I don't know the last time I had gravy at Thanksgiving because mm. I'm not a gravy guy. But um, cranberry sauce, and I actually i I kind of like the just. I know it's bad. Like I love like pure maple syrup and not like artificial maple syrup. But when you go cranberry sauce, I don't mind just out of the can because you can dice it up and eat it. And it's not like the best. Like homemade's better, I'm assuming. I just don't like the chunks. 
Oh. I just like when it just was like gelatin. Jelly? Oh, no. See, which, I'd rather it be chunky. The chunky. Like, yeah. And I know that's probably something I should probably get over, but... At least I, it's easy, right? It. I like it. I, I keep going back every year. So, um, Danielle, thanks for coming back on. Thanks Usually the, every episode is just you talk about random stuff because it's yeah. like you, you come on, you talk about business. You told me last time, you're like, we talked too much about business. I say, you know what? I agree. I just want I go in a rabbit hole and I just like start digging that stuff. And then this one, we talked about Jerry Garcia. So we did. So it was came, a good time. Came full, full circle. All right. Danielle, if anybody, any, any plug you want to give or you just like live in life and don't just care? Just live in life. Just let's get through the holidays. 2021 is going to come. I don't think when it's 1159, as long as it doesn't turn 1160. On New Year's Eve, we should Imagine be fine. Imagine if it does. It wouldn't surprise me with this year. Like, then just, that, that means that means Jerry just came and just like... I just want the year to start over and just to kind of get on the other side of this COVID stuff. And do, you think that, do you think that 2021 mentally would just be better for people to see 2021? Because you got to think, it, just because it turns 2021, like world doesn't just like miraculously become better. Right. But do you think that like for people, it's like a mental... Thing where they just see 2021 just feel like they've gotten through even though it's not it's just like so i think so and i also think like this year because of all the political stuff that happened um and I too wild yeah it doesn't matter if you are a trump or biden supporter i think there was just so much that happened mm-hmm. leading up to it that even if you don't like biden or you don't like trump it's not like magically on inauguration day everything's going to change but i just think like the stuff is still kind of dying down like you know we're just I know there's all this voter fraud and all this stuff. And yeah. like, obviously, you know, Trump is pushing one agenda and Biden's pushing another. But I just feel like it's at least now the election's done, it's something different. And I feel like once Inauguration Day happens, like it's just going to happen and people now have to move on. Where like leading up to it, like people just like had so much, like so much like skin in the game, I felt like where yeah. I'm looking forward the, to like, the election little... this year, like depleted any optimistic energy I had for the whole year. Yeah. Just like for like a month and a half, I was just like, I'm just done. Like, and then now we're good. I don't care. I'm like, I'm like in it. I I always get pumped in January. I love Christmas. Best time of the year. But there's something to be said about putting away the lights in the trees and cleaning everything, getting things back to normal in life. And you're just like, you know what? We're just kind of back. We're good. And you've got some new digs. You've got, you know, something that you're just like, all right, I'm just ready to start. Then fresh, it's time so. for the purge. And then right. we go back. So exactly. But I think 2021 is going to be an excellent year. So I'm really optimistic. Perfect. You hear you heard it here first. If not, we're just going to say you did. So, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. A lot of fun. Thanks. Um, the best episode so far, 111. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know if nothing else. It's almost a text message. How many are we at? Oh, there's more. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, we broke it. You're above 111. We are above 111. I should have shut it off. 116. Oof. So, we got, got a couple that came in. You are impressive. So, that is it. Episode 111, The Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.